This is part two of our discussion on the morality of art. If you haven't yet, it might be helpful for you to go back and listen to part one, good versus bad art. That way, we're all on the same page. Then come back and join us here to continue the conversation. In the first part of our discussion, we talked through what elements characterize high quality or good art, and also what pitfalls low quality or bad art often succumb to. We had some fun and leaned into each other's inner nerd with our examples, but now we turn our attention to perhaps a more nuanced issue, namely the culpability of the artist. When we create something, we access the divine spark that is in all humans, what Christians refer to as the image of God. In doing so, we give life to a particular and specific expression of the divinity that is inside each and every one of us. The very act of creation is a sacred and holy practice, one which not only represents our personal experience, but also connects us to a long line of influences and tradition. Yet what do we do with ill-intentioned art? Perhaps a more difficult question, what do we do with well-intentioned art that has adverse consequences in society? Can a pure-hearted artist's creation ever be deemed immoral? Or is all art simply a distillation of humanity to be observed and reflected upon without judgment? All this and more on this edition of Questions from the Pew. I guess, I mean, this is where, for me, it's it's kind of just tricky. Yeah. And that's why I said at the beginning, you know, we're not trying to be art police here. Um, yeah, a lot of this is, I guess, subjective. There's a lot of, can be convoluted at times. Right. Um, it's one of those things where it's not clear cut. Right. And it's, you know, you take a lot of hesitancy to call something immoral especially mm -hmm. art like that's immoral art yeah. but i guess i'm we're just gonna dive in here what do you call nazi propaganda films yeah. you know what i'm saying right is that like can we say that that's yeah. actually immoral art right. and i guess i would say yes yeah. like that but at the same time i'd say that was good art right right in right. terms of quality because why it got the it got a whole nation right behind those ideals right obviously there was resistance behind that right but the majority of the nation Right, went along. At with least it. was like was sympathetic. Yeah, so that was good, immoral art. art. Yeah, I guess exactly. Well, that's what, I mean. Yeah, it's the same thing with like Birth of a Nation. It's like mm -hmm. that was like heralded as like one of the best films. Yeah, you know, what I mean, whatever. Yeah, but it was like horribly, you know, detrimental as right. far as like the morals yeah. that it put forth yeah. and the. I guess its message, its message was immoral. Its art and style yeah. was good. Yeah, I mean, it set the standard for a lot of, you know, later films. Right. In terms of, you know, its 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 quality and its um, production, but right. again, the message it was communicating. Right. Was, it was a masterful handling. Yeah. Of the medium of film, mm -hmm. at least for that time. Obviously, if right. you look at it now, it's like looking world. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's where things get tricky. But then there's these examples where it's like, can you like? <laughs> What about that? Right, right. And that's where I think a lot of it comes down to, I guess, what I would call a gradient culpability or maybe a gradient responsibility. I don't know. But um, 
so I guess a question that that I always ask when I when I look at or analyze a piece of art or whatever a medium might be, um, is it a piece of art as a means of personal expression or is it a piece of art uh, um, as a mode of communication and persuasion? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I think one is um, art. The artist who creates a piece of art as a means of personal expression is maybe less culpable than an artist who creates a piece of art as a mode of communication and persuasion. Interesting. So you'd say authorial intent slash, like, the reason for the art's creation has a role in determining yeah. its morality. Yeah. I guess it comes back to, yeah, motive. Right. 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 Motive, yeah. Um, because... I mean, with art, it's very hard to separate the piece of art and the motive right. and the effects of the art. Right. I mean, it's a hard it's a hard thing because so the argument that I've heard is like, so this person creates this song, let's say that mm-hmm. it's 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 glamorizing suicide, but they wrote it not to glamorize suicide but just like to tell the legitimate, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the legitimate struggle that people have with like, you know, maybe like depression, anxiety, yeah. suicidal thoughts, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and then somebody goes and commits suicide after they listen to the song. Mm-hmm. People will say like that, therefore, because it's causing this, you know, negative, you know, immoral thing to happen, then it must be like immoral art. Yeah. And I guess that's where it's like, okay, that I would challenge that because that's, to your point, that speech act theory, it's, I think it's something to be aware of when you create art. So it's not mm-hmm. just what you're saying, but yeah. it's what your words are doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yes. So for those of you who aren't familiar with speech act theory, it's basically the uh, speech act theory is basically, I guess, the idea that your words do something. Right. Um, I guess you can't separate your words from their effect. What they essentially. do. Right. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah, which I think is a fair thing, and so and I guess that's where it's like this is actually tricky. Mm-hmm. So let's before we I guess go into that a little bit more, let's just make a couple statements that I think can be made. Um, about, Sorry, I just want to oh, yeah, go, go back to so that so that you were saying about the, the, you know writing the song about suicide and right. its effects or whatever. Um, it just made me think of that Netflix series Thirteen Reasons. Is it 13 Reasons Why or something like that? I haven't seen it. Uh, and it basically, it's centered around this. It's pretty recent, so it, it might be a spoiler alert for some of you. But um, basically, it's centered around this teenage girl who uh, is suicidal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it centers around her. And eventually, at the end of the, at the end of the first season, she, I think it's at the end of the first season, she does end up committing suicide. Oh, wow. Um, and I think the 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 idea and the thought behind creating that series was to portray the struggles of a right. person who is suicidal. Right. Which that motive is is great, you, right. you know, because it 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 brings that that uh, problem out into the open. Right. But a lot of um, psychologists, a lot of psychiatrists were actually decrying the creating of that series because they were saying that it encourages it encourages and it 
for a lot of people who were committing you know who commit suicide the the problem was they were they felt unnoticed mm. and because of the focus on the suicidal girl in that in that series yeah they were saying it fed into that idea okay uh, yeah. so in in the series it worked for that girl right so it almost validates right their thoughts and their their desire to commit suicide mm. and so there was it sparked actually a lot of right. of of outrage and obviously a lot of discussion. Right. So that, again, that's one of the ex most recent examples that I can think of right. where it's like, okay, where do you draw the line between motive, art, and its Effects. effect? Which is fair. And I think it's, well, that's why I say it's a bit of a nuanced conversation because people can take art and do whatever the heck they want with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many things, how many horrible things have been done in the, in the Bible's name? You know right. what I mean? And yeah. reading. So then it's like, is the Bible bad, immoral art? It's like, right. no. Like, you know, how it's being treated or mm -hmm. how it's being interpreted. Yes, maybe. Right. But, and then I guess that's where, like, that situation is, it's just like a hard situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I guess, yeah. I don't know these things, but maybe it, like, also helped somebody who is in, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a suicidal yeah. state of mind. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess this is where it's it's nuanced, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to, that's why we said kind of at the beginning, it's, it's tricky because it's yeah. just hard to... Yeah. Put a finger on what exactly right. it's is. very easy to to label art as good right. or bad right but much more difficult to to label it moral, moral or immoral moral. yeah right yeah exactly um so before we go any further i think a couple just there's a couple of statements that can be said on mm -hmm. this issue of morality and immorality in art uh one is that uh so mediums are like totally amoral so you know what i mean that medium is essentially it's a blank canvas empty roll of film guitar mm -hmm. strings these are physical things that are used pencil pencil vocal cords <laughs> we could keep going anyway they're just the the means by which you create art are not uh wrong and in the same vein uh styles or genres so hip-hop mm -hmm. rock and roll heavy metal <laughs> superhero films surrealism i a remember lot of... growing up <laughs> hard rock was yeah. just a that's the devil's <laughs> yeah. music same with rap yeah. and hip-hop hip -hop for sure especially in the white <laughs> church <laughs> -hop which is the environment people. that i grew up in right right yeah same yeah so that's where it's uh, the church has got distracted in its outcry of art mm-hmm by mediums and styles slash genres. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think that's partly because, sorry, I didn't mean to no, 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 interrupt. I think that's partly because of the lifestyle associated with, you know, those, right. those genres or the medium uh, of art. So like for, for rap and hip hop, it was the, uh, the gang lifestyle. Right. That was, um, Right. That was associated with it. For rock, it was drugs and alcohol right. and sex. Right. right, right. That's fair. Right, yeah. And I think that's, I guess that's the temptation, right? It's like, well, they're essentially throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like surrealism, the painting style, people were like freaking out about it because it wasn't like, essentially it wasn't reasonable. It's like, that, that's not like reasonable way right. to represent reality. So surrealism is like, literally wrong like mm. people believe that when it was first getting its start so i guess yeah i mean that's there's also some nuance there but at mm -hmm. the same time 
we can say definitively that because something is in a certain genre or medium or style, that doesn't necessitate its moral morality or immorality. Right. I think that's fair to say. Anyway, so that was just a couple things that, I mean, I think we can say that. Mm-hmm. Um Pretty comfortably. Yeah, pretty comfortably. <laughs> Clearly, we had a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of uh, pushback, I guess. Um, and so I guess that comes down to what... So those are the things that we can say mm-hmm. don't have an impact on morality. Right. Um, and I guess I'm going to make this statement, but as we've said, it's, it's a tricky statement. Uh, but I think morally like wrong art misleads the audience concerning the human condition so for instance nazi propaganda films the ideology that they're putting like putting forth uh was not true you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um the jews weren't the reason why they were having all these problems you know what i'm saying right. or you know among other issues right. with yeah. that ideology mm-hmm. um so i think that's where and that can cover a number of different things one thing one ca- like a uh, aside to make is that there's a difference between telling an ugly story that should be told uh, vor- versus um, uh, making art for selfish gain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's lots of art that it treads the border. It's like, is it even good to like think about some of these things? But it's also still like true of the human condition. Right. And uh, yeah, and it, essentially if you don't write art, or make art about them you're just ignoring you know whatever that is and maybe it can be something that's very important 12 years a slave is incredibly hard Mm -hmm. to watch um what's the fruitvale station man it's just hard to watch i watched it once i don't don't think it's a it's a michael b jordan film about it's essentially uh, police brutality oh okay anyways they're just hard films to watch and it's like, man, am I better off watching this or not? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I am because they present like an ugly truth that I do right. need to confront. You right. know what I'm saying? This yeah. is something that I, I need to, yeah, I need to come face to face with. So I think that's that's one thing, uh, one thing to say. Yeah, I think all art does in some way have a spark of divinity in it, just as all humans have a have that essentially the image of god is what i'm talking about yeah. we have that creative spirit um so i think i really do think all art does have that spark but that's not to say that it can't be distorted and uh and uh used mm-hmm. for evil intents mm-hmm. like we were talking about yeah. going back to what what i said earlier about you know god at creation right so he he labeled what he created good then later on in romans paul talks about how people called what was evil good and what was good evil so there's that distortion of um of a divine quality in human beings so the the ability to recognize and acknowledge something as as good, as beautiful, as as moral, as immoral, but then distorting that. Mm. Yeah, the spark of the spark of the divine. The divine being a very specific um, idea of the divine, mm. uh, the God of the Bible. Yeah, that's definitely something 
um, that's communicated in in the Bible, right? Um, and uh, something that ties humans uh, together as a whole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the art that they make, mm -hmm. whether it be good or bad, moral, amoral. Um, yeah, that's kind of the main things. We could do a quick word on appropriation and mm -hmm. genre, which is interesting. Also, I'm, very yeah, another convoluted just so sometimes. tricky, man. We're just taking them up. Um, so, I mean, this has been a thing that's cropped up a bit, especially recently, or at least that I've noticed, uh, like on the internet and that kind of thing. Is like, well, one, I think, I can't remember what show it was at, but but uh, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez did a like a Motown medley. Mm -hmm. And people were not happy because she's not like from Detroit. Like she's Puerto Rican. Yeah. And so it was like, who is this? Like, like why is she allowed to do like the Motown medley? Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it with this, uh, the Old Town Road. Right. That song. Thanks, Ricky. Which, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ricky. Who, Friend of the show. Yes. He introduced us to good old old town road. <laughs> Honestly, it's a catchy song. Anyway, so that I mean that so that whole saga of is this a country song? Right. Is this a hip hop song? Well that's how it, I don't know if you know, but that's how it got big is they put it on SoundCloud under the genre of country. Hmm. And that and then uh SoundCloud was like this isn't country and you're just like using it to differentiate yeah. yourself. Yeah. And so I think they took it down or something like that. Anyway, so it's it's yeah, and then obviously, uh, who's in the Billy remix? Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus yeah. was like, no, it is country, and then he did, did the remix or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so appropriation, especially in art, is just hard. So, and when we say appropriation, like the most clear example of appropriation, uh, and it's, it is usually not this clear, but the most clear example is like when you go to Target and you see like the Native American package that has the little like feather thing that they wear with the bow and arrow and then you give it to your kid and they run around pretending to be a Native American. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just clearly taking cultural artifacts and just making money on it right. and resources that gets funneled into the majority pocketbook. And so that's just like clearly wrong. Like you're making a mockery and just gaining off of it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's like I said, that's the most clear clear way to understand that concept but with art it's it's a lot tougher because everyone's influencing everyone mm -hmm. i mean that's how we got the different genres right of music and film that we got today <laughs> right exactly <laughs> people refine and they yeah. build and they go this way yeah well that's why it's like you know modern music stole uh you know sensibilities from like soul songs that were being sung by slaves in the south and it's like mm -hmm. well slaves like slaves in the south stole melodies from mozart you know what i mean it's right. like how <laughs> it just right. keeps going uh our worship music came from rock yeah modern yeah. worship music came from rock right you too right so that's where i think i think appropriation can happen in uh in music and in genre and maybe I think it can happen. I think one thing that I've I've talked to a couple of different people about is that like when you own the lifestyle of like the genre, mm -hmm. so like the hip hop lifestyle right. or like the country lifestyle or you know whatever it is, then you're like if you own it and you're like a master of it, like you're welcomed because clearly you're paying like homage to mm -hmm. what has come before you and you're respecting you know respecting that yeah. uh, versus like 
maybe like making little hip hop jingles to sell certain, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to sell certain products yeah. or something like yeah. that. It's kind of like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of it is tied to, and this might be a, a whole rabbit trail. A lot of it is tied to identity. Hmm. So a lot of people find their identity in the piece of art or the genre hmm. that, that they compose in or they create in. Right. Again, because country music has a whole culture. Right has a whole cultural identity behind it. And then when someone encroaches on there mm. into that genre that is not, you know, like, I, you know, traditionally seen as part of that culture, mm -hmm. people are up in arms right. and they get defensive of it. Right. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's the tying of identity. Right. And it's, again, that's why I'm saying we cannot separate uh, the person from the art. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. It's always going to be so tied in, tied with us. Right. And that's where it's like, yo, you're not allowed to make this because right. like you're not, you don't live this life. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if there's any definitive, we're not coming to any definitive statements out Certainly of appropriation, <laughs> but I figured we'd just throw it in, in the discussion of mm -hmm. morality and art. That's definitely something to think through right. um, because it is part of the, part of the discussion. Right. Absolutely. And I guess that's, I mean, that's really what the heart of this podcast was, is it's things to think through, um, but it is hard to come to really any final words, mm -hmm. um, like you say, because there's things to think about as far as yeah. the author's motive versus yeah. speech act theory. What is the, you know, what is yeah. the art actually doing? There's, re there's a reason we didn't call it answers from the two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Well said. Um, so, yeah, I guess just, just wrapping things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, some things that, that maybe we want to say is one, I, you know, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, I think one takeaway is that you should be engaging and making art and, mm -hmm. and making culture. Yeah. Another plug for a world outspoken, yeah. but, uh, yeah. And just creating art. Um, yeah. Just yeah. creation in general. Right. Right. I right. mean, Building. if, sorry, just. Theology, again, right? So if human <laughs> beings are created in the image of God and the first yeah. act of God in Scripture was him creating, yeah, there's something to yeah. that, I think. <laughs> it's rich. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I think it's intrinsically tied to who we are. Yeah. And know? regardless of whether or not you're a Christian and ascribe right. to that, that faith, it, that's, that's what is communicated in what Christians hold as... Right. Um, as the divine revelation. Right. So, and I think it's easy to, I mean, that one I feel like no one argues with. Just look around at what humans do. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? We make buildings, we yeah. make cities, we you don't make just murals. sit around. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're a making, making race, right? yeah. making species. Anyway, so I think, yeah, I think we should be. I think sometimes the temptation for modern Christians or like evangelicals is to, either you know, is to make our own little genre of art, which I just don't think. I don't think that that's helpful. So just engage in what's going on. There's nothing wrong. Well, not that there's nothing wrong. There's good things and bad things about culture, every culture. Uh, and so there's nothing wrong with engaging um, in the conversation that's, you know, the wide conversation mm -hmm. and not just sticking to your corner. Um, yeah, then one thing uh, we had we had said this earlier, there's two, um, at least what we had talked about, there's two qualities of art that we had said, uh, two qualities of good art. Uh, one... It's the mastery of the medium, right? So uh, using that to really convey 
you know, your message and the perhaps the reasoned part of it. Um, yeah, there really is something to music that speaks to the gut versus versus the head. Um, and then the other thing we said was just a true representation of the human condi- uh, condition, and that's so broad. So that, I mean, man, it's just so broad. And it's reflected it, in the art. Right. The genres. Right. Style. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I think, you know, I think there's an honest way to think through how we interact with art, how we create art, uh, without, you know, being the art police and having to run around and tell everyone that that's bad and that yeah. kind of thing. Hopefully this episode and this environment that we're trying to create is is a, an example of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at least that's, I think that's our goal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> cool. Well, nice. Yeah, it's about time to wrap up. Thank you for for listening mm. uh, and and maybe even bearing <laughs> with our thoughts and ramblings. <laughs> yeah. Um, we might have to split the episode into two. Who knows? Think so? I mean, we could do it in one. It just depends. Anyway, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Maybe this is the end of part two. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but either way, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and rate, comment, ask questions, and subscribe to our podcast. You'll find the link to our website on the podcast um podcast page description yes yeah podcast description yes uh, you'll find it there and so go ahead and do those things we'd love to hear from you uh, but yeah again this has been another episode of questions from the pew i'm reichard zalameta i'm lucas manning we'll see you next time Thank you.